All right, welcome back, everybody. It's the Step Bros Podcast coming up with a new episode. It's uh, Derek along with Frank. Uh, today's a very special episode. It's our first time with a special guest. We're going to be giving him his own segment here in a few minutes. Um, he's also a fellow El Pasoan. Uh, his name is Andrew. Um, so say hello to everyone, Andrew. Hey, hi, guys. <laughs> Thank you for letting me on the pod. It's very special to be your first guest, so... I mean, yeah, excited man. for this. Yeah, welcome to the pod. It's excited to have you here. Yeah. For sure, man. Get ready, because after this, you're not going to be able to leave your house without people wanting to take pictures with you, signing your autograph and stuff. So sorry we had to do that to you. Um, but anyway, we're going to uh, have a segment here in a little bit. Uh, we kind of wanted to just uh, talk about some stuff that's going on in Texas. Uh, just real brief. Um, we kind of really wanted to center the podcast around Andrew and you know what he's been doing lately. He is also considered an essential worker. Um, but anyway, Texas, as of yesterday, partially reopened some of its restaurants, some of like it's, uh, I guess a little bit less essential businesses, if you want to say, um, I don't really know how I feel about that. Cause I'm still pretty much staying inside. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've heard was like restaurants are basically opening, um, to their customers, mo- mostly outside on the patio or like extremely distance from, from, um, you know other parties and stuff but the biggest thing that i'm kind of waiting for uh we'll probably talk about too later is just for barbershops to open because my hair looks looks pretty terrible i don't know about how what you feel about that Uh, it it is pretty terrible not just your hair but hair as well (laughs) um i'm definitely waiting on that and i was uh, man i really i still want to cut your hair honestly uh, but you're a little bitch, so I guess that's okay. <laughs> we didn't get to the 200, so... That's true. We, we didn't get to the so. 200, which is, which is okay. I mean, it, it happens. Um, maybe next time. Maybe our next 200. We'll, yeah. We'll cut your hair or something. Somehow, somehow Andrew got his haircut because he came in walking with a fresh fade. For real, uh, looking a like he just little fresh face. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, who's your plug, man? Who's your plug? Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about this. So I, I got my hair cut. Um, from this guy I've known him since I like moved here he cut my hair from the very beginning and like once they closed the shops he's like you're one of my favorite customers I'm not cutting out anyone's hair really but if you want a haircut let me know let me know yeah so then That's I did up. and then he's like he lived like five minutes away from me it's oh like no perfect. way yeah like super perfect so, so you ended up going to his apartment or what yeah oh, okay. his little and then he had it was like was it shady or that was like no it was like legit he had everything sterilized like i felt like i was back in like the actual like super cuts like okay i don't go to a barber that's expensive and i got a cheap haircut anyways like (laughs) even though haircuts here are super expensive like in el paso i used to get one like really good seven bucks three dollar tip ten bucks here yeah lower valley bro i'll hook you up when next time you go bb's haircut that's a plug for her but oh they do some good honestly i feel the same way like i used to get like like eight nine dollar haircuts in El Paso. What? And over here, it's like at least fifteen yeah, twenty bucks. How much did you pay? Yeah, bro, bro, I, I used to pay like between twenty and thirty in El Paso. Oh my Dude, god! Dude, how? Where would your mom good take you? No, bitch, <laughs> bro. I just I, I could never find a good place. And the one time I did find a good place, it was just charging me, you know, twenty. It was twenty and then the tip, which like it was either five dollars or ten dollars on time, just depending on how good it was. I don't tip. I'm a good no, tipper. Just <laughs> See I this. <laughs> see this is why i'm glad i grew up like in the lower valley yeah lower middle class a little ghetto like you find the good spots cheap spots and then you, you appreciate things but yeah when i came to dallas i was like 
How much is your haircut? $25. Yeah. I got that, buddy. Bro. I'm broke. I don't know. I'm used to that. I'm used to that $25, so I think I'm okay. Currently, my... The barbershop that I go to, um, I spend anywhere between thirty to forty dollars. That's not bad for a barbershop. Yeah. No, that's not. But bad. it's it's yeah, it's it's straight. Like he he does a phenomenal job. So I'm like nah, like you'd be good here for sure. When I never seen you with a phenomenal haircut. Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> you trash, bro. Nah, just kidding. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's like my main thing that I'm looking at. I'm kind of getting used to just picking stuff up now from restaurants. So. It'll probably be a minute, which yeah. I think I texted I texted you guys the other day. Like we're pretty much all screwed anyway. Like now that things are kind of slowly reopening, people are just gonna go balls out, and you know, they're, right. I can I guess I can kind of understand they're just cooped up in their home, so it's just gonna spread one way yeah. or the other. But, I mean, what I'm doing, I, I'm still playing it safe. Like I'm still staying here. I'm still gonna get takeout. Do, yeah. do I want to go out? Yeah, I do want to go out. Do I? Do I even like you know? Right now, like I guess restaurants are open at twenty five percent capacity or whatnot. Do I want to go in and sit in like ten feet away from someone? Maybe. Maybe. But am I gonna do it? Probably not. As much as I want to, like it's just uh, like I'm just gonna play safe. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Um, I know we were talking about earlier with Andrew here about like uh, the mortality rate. It is very low, but I I, I still don't want to end up in that one percent. Oh, I trust think, me, so. me too. Like, let's get real. Like, it all started in China, and that's why we don't have really good numbers because it started in China. Like, that's not true, I'm yeah. not trying to be racist or anything. They they even covering everything up from yeah. the get go. Like, no, like China has like some their news sources are very Ill- illegitimate. Yeah. So honestly, the whole eighty thousand people that are infected in China. Oh, dude, those numbers are so are such. Yeah, yeah, dude, you got a um, one billion population. Yeah. You are so. Yeah, it's dude. Dude, their cities are like twice or three times as big as like New York, bro. Like, yeah. tell me how yeah. like they contained it at eighty thousand. No, those are major BS numbers. They have like filtering systems too, like the government. So like, whenever I heard that, whenever their citizens try to send out texts or social media. Um, they try oh, to send yeah. out stuff on social media it's regarding like it. Bro. Yeah, it's regulated. And they just stop it right there before it even gets out. So I'm sure they have way like higher numbers. They they built their own like cemetery, right? Once it's all like broke out. Oh, they did. I think they they yeah built they built temporary hospitals. And yeah, dude, they built like temporary yeah, built hospitals, like a big one in like a couple of days. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I ten. It's still construction. Know, <laughs> yeah, oh, they were they were serious about that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh. So that's how you know it was serious. But I, and the, the worst thing too, I think we've mentioned this on a few other podcasts, but like just the, the data everywhere. Like I feel like one day I read something and then the next day it's like something totally different about this. So it's just like conflicting information from like different sources. And honestly, I'm too lazy to dig deep into it even more. So I'm just like, you know, I just go past it. But it is kind of annoying. Right. The, the only one thing, I, the one thing I don't rely is Twitter information though. Yeah. Like for sure. Like I, I love going on Twitter and just like reading stupid people's comments mm-hmm. and like tweets and whatnot. Um, it's, it's amazing. But as far as like news sources, like I'm sure as hell not like believing anything that I see on social media and whatnot. I'd rather just to get above my own. You don't want to inject Lysol? Use some UV? <laughs> very McConaughey. It's very, has very good results, man. It's very proven results. <laughs> oh, is that a real thing? People were doing that? You didn't see Trump's press conference, bro? Yeah, he, he did a press conference and like, um, I didn't see it, but like they blew up those words. And I actually heard on the radio the other day that like some people, uh, I think two people got, um, they actually did that, but they had actual mental health no issues. Way. They had, they had mental health issues, like, so like obviously they're gonna harm themselves if they hear some stupid stuff like that. See, but. see this is what I have an issue with. Um, being in the medical field, when it first came out, 
all the initial reports, oh, it's not going to be so bad. It's not going to, and I even told people when they started panicking, well, I was like, it's not going to be bad. Hold up, Andrew. Hold up, Andrew. I feel like we're getting a little ahead. Uh, we, we still need to do this, this formal introduction here. Yeah, so, true. you know, hey, you live in Dallas. What are you doing? You know, you're, uh, you know, tell, tell us about yourself and then we'll deep dive into these questions, man. Yeah, for real. All right. Well, well what, I, do you do, what do you do? You know, well, what do you do for a living? Yeah. I hate these formal things, the formal introductions. Excuse Elevator me. speech? No, yeah. Now, what do you do um, for a living? Where do you work? Um, are you high right then, now? Do you ever get nervous? nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely nervous. I don't know why, because I've known you guys since we were literally like teenagers. But um, most people watching and listening to this um, probably went to Mission, um, probably have on Facebook, so they know I'm, I'm a registered nurse. I don't like talking about it because I feel like a lot of people I know that are nurses are like, they think they're better than everyone else. Uh, and so... Oh, is that, is that a thing in the medical field? Yeah, like I know some people that like write RN after the name and I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. You need to calm down. Like... <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, you need to chill. Like, yeah, you're not a doctor. Yeah. Doctor you're nurse? No, no, no. Dude, like, I'm going to be real. Like... Yeah. <laughs> not everyone. Well, yeah, like, no. It's not even a flex. It's like, you, why are you It's a weird flex. That? Like, yeah. look. Yeah, so little sidetrack here okay gotcha, gotcha. Well, my big pet peeve about that is everyone's trying to be like oh like flexing about what you do as a job let me tell you something essential non-essential everyone's essential and, and look this is what it is it's like i need you to do your job and i need to do my job so then i can have resources and you could have resources hmm. we all are contributing in some way like that's true i mean itself it, it's it's a basic economy right yeah, and it's just like the thing is with, and so it goes on. My views on how working and status goes also with pay. So it's like we can always talk about that later. I'm not gonna go into it, but um, to me, when it comes to your job, it's only a part of you. And I hate people that make it our identity because it's like you're only this. And it's like no, I'm not just an RN or I don't work in a hospital. I'm a person. I like to do things. I have my my relationships. Like work me, different me. Hmm. That's a little from part of me. It's just like single me, taking me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I or with mean. close homies me or acquaintances uh, me. I There's, definitely know that one. The close yeah. homies me versus yeah. the, like, I don't know these people. I've got to act what they consider normal. And then there's drunk me. Oh. <laughs> drunk, <laughs> drunk me, that's a wild card. Yeah, oh, you guys can tell. Yeah, so. All right, man. So you're a registered nurse. So you know what's what's it like what's it like working as a registered nurse like tell us how you know what do you do and what's something new that you've done if you've done something new since like the corona like have your priorities shifted like you know what's how's your job changed in that way so i'm very lucky i work in an icu but it's for babies mm-hmm. thank you so it's very it's its own little world so what's icu for the listeners it doesn't care you know so I mean, I knew, I knew that. I'm just saying, there, there might be some people here who are like, "What's right. nice?" Not everyone's an RN. You're right. No, I not like that. Not everyone has been to the. I like that. We're, we're not giving you shit, dude. I've known, I've known people. Who <laughs> Hold have, the back. Nah, I just, <laughs> bro, I, I've known people who have never like broken a bone or like have like you know something major. I've like, never broken a bone. Like the best thing that they've ever done. I, I only like, popped a bone. Oh my god! I dislocated a bone. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, no, no, we get you. That was a good one, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm serious. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure you're going to have, like, some terminology here. We just need to know yeah. what it oh, is. Well, so. Ex- explain it to our five listeners, please. <laughs> five listeners. 
Hey, those five listeners, we love you, though. Let's go. All right, yeah, for real. All right, my okay, bad. Okay, but okay. So you work at the ICU, intensive care unit. I obviously knew that. Please. No, yeah, I, he knew that. It's just we're not giving him shit. He's just getting defensive. <laughs> I mean, I think he knows we, we we like to give him shit, so it's understandable. Um, but the thing is, with this hospital I'm at, um, the good thing is they got all the patients or suspected patients, put them on a, a specific floor, and to isolate it, which was very good. I appreciate that. That's very good infection control-wise. Um, and they had a lot of checkpoints where you had to have a mask. Everyone had to have a mask and everything. And then you had to like do a survey to make sure. Like I still have to do those surveys to go to work. Okay. Um, which is, I mean, it's something. But with the, everything how the virus is, it's something's better than nothing. So I'm not going to complain about that. Like it's a good... It's a good attempt. So when you go to work, do do, do you get screened, or or do the is there like an initial screening when you get yeah, there? Yeah, like I have every to every day. Yeah, I have to do a wow. survey that says if I'm having these symptoms within the last twenty four. Have I taken my temp? Things like that. I have to check no. I have to put in my ID, and then it's clear for I'm clear to go to work that day. Wow. So then I have to show them. I have to wear a mask. I have to put a sticker on my badge to show that I that I did. Right. And then um, so it's pretty good. But like the whole thing is everyone wearing a mask is. Now that Texas is being lifted, even though I'm strongly against it right now, just because it's just, yeah, it's not right. the nature of the beast of the virus. It's just that people don't know how to react responsibly. Right. And right. so it's like, the only reason why we have to have these restrictions is because people are not doing what they're supposed to do or not understanding the full consequences. Um, so for me, that's why I felt uncomfortable before. Like when it first started shutting everything down, it's like, oh man, that's dumb. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Why are you taking my access when I know how to be safe? Right. Be smart. Yeah. But then uh, that whole Florida incident with all the people at spring break and yeah. like, oh, if I'll get Corona, I'm going to get Corona. Like, dude, You're come on. for it. You're yeah. just asking They're for really it. Asking and then for they it, all got t- tested positive And it's just like, that's when I was like, damn, we should have done it sooner. I was yeah. wrong. Yeah. Because I, like, being in the medical field, you'll see everything anti-vaxxers people that don't believe in medicine it's like why are you in the hospital just to me that that infuriates me i will but. say this the anti-vaxxers are like the most fun to make fun of just because i they they poke like they poke me the wrong way the most um <laughs> don't, get started. Started. Don't, don't get me started like needles <laughs> don't get me started don't get me started yeah it's um they, i don't know why like the anti-vaxxers if we haven't have an anti-vaxxer listener, please stop listening. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but for real though. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so like you just do the survey for now um, because you can be asymptomatic, right? So yeah. it's just it's just chance. Like if you're symptomatic, for sure you're gonna get yeah. set aside and you're not gonna work or whatever or just go through further screening, right? Yeah. So, but if that. you're asymptomatic, then it's just like a crapshoot, basically. So that's where I'm like, at least it's something. Yeah. I mean, but like. It is what it is. So what most people don't realize, what makes it scary is, so another people that are listening is I'm taking my master's right now. So I'm taking advanced pathophysiology. So we have to learn all this stuff too, like the level like doctors need to know, which is like the enzyme and all that crap. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really care about it. It's not going to help me in in Hmm. practice anyways. So why are you doing it? It just, oh, you just get the title. Well, you're doing it just because you need the knowledge, but in like until you do it regularly, you're not going to remember. So it's oh, kind of, gotcha. it's good to know in the background, but it's not going to help you right now. It's not going to help It's like you. a little preliminary before yeah, you actually basically, start yeah. doing it. Got it. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is important, but the, 
that's and what you want to do. Not, it's one of those things like you'll you'll really know it until you start doing yeah, it. Versus and, like the concepts of it are like just really hard to retain right now. Yeah. So like you're just trying just to get the get the good grade. Yeah. yeah. Information for information. information. Uh, and, and it must be a lot of information overload. Like you know, just doing your master's in, I don't know. Yeah. Nursing yeah. education. Nursing education. But I'm doing it so I can be a nurse practitioner because it's all the right. same basis. But I'm doing it where I'm doing general first so i can get a good basis before i go specific um so then i can have the flexibility if i don't want to do uh neonatal anymore i could do adults and i can go and i'm not a step behind even though i've all i've done is oh gotcha so that's um, cool man it's real calculated um i know it sounds like that i have my life really calculated and that's a bad thing too um but like the thing going back to the hospital is that with the virus itself is in class for my patho class we had to do a discussion board on it so we had to go outside the symptoms and all that stuff and then uh we had to use the cdc as a as a source to see about what makes this deadly right mm-hmm. what's the cdc the center really of disease don't. control oh okay and, i, I did not know that one. Oh, so, dude, dude there's like every day you see a cdc oh, the yeah, cdc so, is like in the middle of this whole thing oh my the, god yeah, oh, okay so. i i've seen the abbreviation i just never like questioned yeah. and bothered I, I figured oh, it was okay. like you know no that's yeah. a good yeah. good question like and then the WHO organization, if you hear that's the World Health Organization. So the CDC and the WHO, they're like the mecca. Like this is who you're gonna fall for medical advice. Like this oh, is this is gotcha. right peak. This is like if you ever want to be the top of your field, you want to work for these organizations. Like um, so, of course, this Center of Disease Control and um, the WHO kept going back on a lot of different things ever since the very beginning. So that's a lot of where the miscommunication came from. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the the medical field, not just the nursing community, is very pissed off at those organizations because you are the top of the top you are the one that helps lead treatment and where we're going to go as a nation and stuff yeah, and in job. the world in the world of fourth the world health, health organization yeah. excuse me deals with the whole wide world and pandemics this is what they're this is their bread and butter and so for the fact that they don't know left from right shows why we're in a bad state that we are um that's one issue that we have. So with them, when I did my exam, uh, my discussion board, excuse me, um, what made what the research was showing at the time that you can be infected day one, and by day two, you can be spreading it up to fourteen days. You can be asymptomatic. So that's what makes it deadly. Because a lot of it depends on the virus, depends on the infection. But usually, most diseases, you have to be showing signs. Symptom- you have to be symptomatic before it's contagious. There's very few that are very asymptomatic where you can still spread it. Wow. So what makes it bad about this one is that it's two weeks. That's mm-hmm. a long ass time. Yeah. You don't know if you're sick or not. Like, have you ever gotten the 24 hour flu? No, not really. <laughs> you never no, gotten I think, it? I think I have, yeah. I've gotten it where like literally I worked three day- four days in a row and I'm, my I woke up two in the afternoon for my last shift I'm sweating. Oh, I'm drenched. Yeah. I feel like I just Death. I got hit hard. Yeah, yeah. hit hard. Yeah. And there and I got swabbed and everything. Like everything is negative. Literally a uh, acute viral um syndrome. Wow. Go home and sleep it off. And I was like, oh man, I feel like crap. There's no like medication for it, right? There, so viruses. Here's the thing about viruses. It's not like bacteria, which bacteria is nice because you just got to do cultures on it and see what kind of drugs that we have that our work best against them and then you just use it and then you do a treatment 10 20 days whatever depending on the infection Uh and it's over 
viruses don't work like that. Antivirals are very, they have a lot of side effects and they don't work very well because viruses work so differently than bacteria. That's what makes it hard. So a lot of viruses, you just have to have your body fight it off. Hmm. So, oh, so yeah. So, so, th- so this is the thing is in the medical field is you're not treating the virus. You're treating the symptoms of the virus until your body can recover from the virus. So a lot of people don't, it's like with the flu, you yeah. die, when people have the flu and they die, it's because they get pneumonia, a secondary infection from it. And it's fluid in the lungs, they get sick, and then they drown, basically. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and then they have, so, and then they, of course, issues, fluid in so, the lungs, okay. oxygenate. So, can you explain, then, why do people get, like, the, the flu shot, then? Like, how okay. does... How does that even help? Because I've heard cases where like getting the flu shot is just so like there's no point. There's no point. And so, I've heard cases where like oh it kind of does like increase your odds of like not getting it. Yeah, I've heard so, like, <laughs> honestly I've heard both. So the good, I love that question. I really do because most people don't get it because they think oh if I get the flu I get the flu it doesn't matter. So I'll be honest, I didn't get it. That's you it. know what I'm gonna. This is this is what's very important about vaccines against viruses too viruses mutate all the time mm-hmm. bacteria can mutate too depending on if they cross organ uh, like they cross contaminate with other organisms and pick up abilities like that right viruses they mutate their dna is always mutating so that can be a good thing or a bad thing but with those vaccines what they do is they find the common cores of their dna their unique markers and right. create a vaccine against that. So your body, even though a lot of the other parts are changing, mm-hmm. is still picking that up and like, oh, this is this. Oh. So even though like last last winter the the virus the flu virus was like one of the weakest we've ever had, mm-hmm. you still wanted to get it because you're starting to help generate an immune response to it. Got it. So if you get it and you have the flu shot, you can still get the flu. You're still going to feel bad. You're still going to feel that. But it's not going to be as severe, and you're going you're gonna to recover a lot quicker. So what about, how, how come I've heard, I don't know if it's like real or like maybe you, you'll definitely provide more information on that, but like how come sometimes people get the flu shot and then the, the next day they get sick? Is that a real thing? or? So yeah, you do. Work? You still feel a little sick because the virus is, they're injecting uh, a piece of the virus in you so you're getting sick that's the immune response and your body's responding to the immune response because this is a foreign body so with it that's why you feel the flu-like symptoms because we have to is inject you with antibodies or something like that so some depending on the vaccine they'll inject it just depends on the vaccine Oh, so okay. different vaccines do different things. Hmm. So there's some vaccines that were they're live virus vaccines. So if you're immunocompromised, you can't have certain vaccines because they're live viruses. Um, so there it's a lower amount, but it's a little bit of it, just enough to kick a, your immune system to generate a response to it, giving you immunity. So some virus, so some vaccines are like that. Some are just like enough viral material that is not infectious. But enough to your body to realize that there's something foreign and then it can create a response to that. So when it appears in your body, if you ever get infected, that it can kick in the appropriate immune response. So it just you have to look at every um, vaccine. It's how they're made is very different. And depending how they're made, um, certain people cannot take it and things like that. So like the flu, if how they make it is if you're allergic to eggs, they avoid against it because you can have an allergic reaction because that's how they make uh, egg is a, how they do it. I'm not an expert, but 
it has a components of egg. So if you're allergic to egg, you're gonna have an allergic reaction. Oh. Things like that. Oh. So there, it, because it's how they make it. Right. So that's little different things you have to know. Um, most people don't know that, and that's why I like like you see a lot of the anti-vaxxer movement is they're really misguided. And but the thing is, they're so ingrained in their misinformation. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. I've literally had patients come in with their kids and not want to vaccinate their kids and they say oh about that doctor i'm gonna tell you something that doctor was so full of shit he lost his medical license was never able to practice again okay let me tell you something when it comes to doctors they have a lot of leeway a lot of leeway it's it's really freaking hard like of course you always have to be worried about getting sued it's not easy to be a doctor so of course i understand that you need to have some leeway too mm-hmm. i understand that but it's really fucking hard for the board to take your license away even in nursing centers, really? it's really hard to take it's your It's kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's good reason to it, too. Because yeah. there a lot of the situations in the medical field is like, you can do everything right and everything will still go wrong. So yeah. you need to have oh, some leeway. So God. sometimes you have to, you, even though nothing's working, sometimes you just got to try something to see if it works. Even if it's out of normal. Because oh, you're like, everything we've done is not working. Screw it. Let's try something else. It's like a, kind of like, in a sense, a Hail Mary. But right. it's not just a blind Hail Mary. Don't get me wrong. It's like you there's have evidence. There's some science behind it. Yeah, there's, a, there's reasons why you would do it. But it's not the standard. And there's reasons why it's not the standard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if it can help one person in this extreme case, they're going to die anyways. It's To me, it's like, why not try? Right. So you just mm-hmm. go for it. So, so with terms- that, you need to have that leeway. So I can understand why the doctors need to have that leeway. But with the anti-vaxxers is that this doctor lost his lost his license because he was trying to prove a wild theory that he had and he literally was grasping from straws so he got because it's all about autism those kids that he chose were all showing signs and symptoms of autism pre-diagnosed autism Mm. so and of course and then he fabricated his evidence to prove his theory so then it made it seem like oh if because he was looking at the gut um gut bacteria and enzymes specific to the gut and showing like um if you got a vaccine if this enzyme would be in higher levels and if if it was in kids that had autism that it'd give autism it's really weak really weak if you think about it but of course no one knows to do the research and went along with it Mm -hmm. so that's why he lost his license because of the harm it does and it's just like Vaccines are are they 100% safe? No, but is everything 100% safe? No, it's like wearing a seatbelt. You can get decapitated from a seatbelt, but why do you wear a seatbelt? For those accidents. Because because you know what? You might get broken bruises. You might get broken bones. You might, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's gonna save your life 90% of the time. Right. True. Right. So 90% of safety or 100% you're gonna die. I'll take 90% with the chance of my, my ribs being broken, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's going to suck, but it, you got to look at the risks and, uh, and the benefits. Right. And that's how it is. And it's like there's some kids that you can't, you can't give them vaccines. And that's what's yeah. very important is that herd immunity only works if a majority of people get it. Because if a majority of people get a vaccine, then that virus cannot virus bacteria cannot find hosts to replicate and spread on and it eventually will die out on its own that's why we've had some like at one point like smallpox and measles were completely eradicated now we're getting cases because not everyone's getting vaccinated now we have more hosts now it's coming back so that's why it's important to have herd immunity it's like 
old people don't have an immune response. Babies don't have an immune response. And people with HIV, things like that. Uh, um, and also any autoimmune disease because of their disease, they have to be on um, um, steroids, cortical steroids. Right. And those, uh, like, they uh, Im- suppress the immune system. So those are all s- all susceptible populations. So now we're, what people don't realize is with modern medicine is everyone that's not supposed to be living is living because of medicine. Mm-hmm. So now we have those risks of we're having all this vulnerable population because we're keeping them alive because of our standards now but now they're at a greater risk because of these viruses come in they're they're not going to live hmm. there's just nothing we can do but because we've been keeping them alive because everyone else has been doing their part but now everyone's not doing their part and now we have this whole bigger population at risk and it leads to a big breeding ground hmm. so it's like and it's also like giving examples like i can you could you could be sick and you can pat, like sneeze on me and I can inhale some of the, that virus, right? Just yeah, yeah just straight up. Uh, but that, it has to. A, so that's as easy as it is to get it. Like just, yeah, just someone just, just sneezes, sneezes nearby like, and you walk by. So no, let's say I, I sneeze it. from you, right? This is like a, a good three, three or four feet away from you. If I sneeze in like your direction, if those particles hit my face, that virus is all game, in my face. Like hey, it could be game over. Yeah, that sounds it, so terrible. That's insane. Dude. But that's how it works. Yeah. It, it's. Um, and it's scary because people don't realize that. Like, some people, like, sometimes I even do it. You talk and sometimes some spit come out. If I had oh, that virus, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. This You're not doing spitting. it on <laughs> <laughs> um, Like, but it also it's like, giving examples of viruses, is like, you can give me some, I can, you can pass the virus to me a little bit amount, but if it doesn't overload my system, I won't get sick. So it's called a viral load. So mm-hmm. it has to be, yeah, you have to have a certain amount of this foreign material to activate the sickness because your body is not keeping it under control it's like in your gut you have e coli in your gut but why don't you get sick because your immune system is keeping it all in check but only when when your immune system is down the the gut your gut bacteria has a chance to flourish and and multiply and then once it your body is not able to keep it in check that's when you get sick by the infection does that make sense? So there's multiple ways. It's like with, with the people that don't have an immune system, any little bit will cause them to get sick. Us, because we have an immune system, it'll take a lot of, depending on the disease, more or less to get us infected. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I know it's yeah, a lot of information sense. and well, it's uh, like yes. all over the place. Well, I have another question. So do, do you think there's people that were asymptomatic that got the coronavirus but maybe they just had really good immune systems and they body, their bodies were able to kill it off? Or is it like, or is this, is this new, is, is the coronavirus so new that like if you get it and you're, you know, if you're asymptomatic for 14 days, you're, you're still going to end up in a hospital bed? Or, or is this some people that were like, they had it, but they're, you know, I'm, I'm just going to... just weren't meant to like die. I don't, I don't fucking know. So I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to use the flu because it's very common. Okay. Um, but... Disclaimer: I'm not saying that the flu is worse. <laughs> we all thought it was. It was at this point. Disclaimer: The reason why this is more deadlier is the rate of infection and how quickly it can spread, and that you don't know how. To, that's what makes it deadly. Right. That's my disclaimer. All right, okay? let's go. Let's get so, into the shit. <laughs> it's a, re- a respiratory virus. Respiratory <laughs> virus. That's why I'm using the flu because it's a respiratory virus. It affects the respiratory system. You don't directly die from the flu. 
you're not gonna die from the chills. You're not gonna die from the sweat. You uh, might have some dehydration, right. but you can die from dehydration, but it's severe dehydration. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to get to that point. Okay, unless you're an old person or a baby. That, but that, those are always gonna be the populations that are most gonna be affected by anything. Right. So you gotta t- you're where you gotta take them out of this equation. For this scenario, you gotta take that out of the equation. Those are the outliers. I'm talking about the normal population, you and me. Okay. Um, if you get it and it starts affecting your lungs, that's where you're gonna die because you have to have oxygenation support. And sometimes you can have a little bit of oxygen support and you're fine, and then you need to be intubated. It could be zero one hundred real quick. That's what makes it scary. It's like if you have to get intubated, there's only a certain amount of ventilators, only a certain amount of hospital beds, only a certain amount of staff that know how to intervene. It's it's a supply and demand thing, as bad as it sounds. Because you have so many hospitals, this one, it seems like everyone that gets it either is you're fine, you don't know, you're fine, you're good, and the other one is like, oh, you're turning blue, you need to be intubated, you're gonna die. Like it's zero to 100. Usually you can see a progression where they have more increased work of breathing. You need to go up on oxygen. You have time. This one, it's just like, there is no time. Damn. Okay. That's what also another reason why it makes it scary. And it can affect everyone. Um, but also, you got to look at like us. I mean, smoking's a big thing. Population, like, issue in our population. It's like, that damages your lungs. You're not supposed to have anything other than um, oxygen. Humidity, oxygen. Humidity, yeah, humidified air in your lungs. What does smoking do? It burns your bronchioles, it burns your trachea, it leaves it, it damages the lining of your lungs. That's where those those viruses come in, attach those areas and run rampant and then you're screwed. So that's why you see a lot of people our age are getting sick because we've been doing so much bad damage to our lungs that naturally you wouldn't happen that it's affecting us in ways that we wouldn't have normally seen it. Hmm. Does that make sense? So it's like, <clears throat> right. that's why you see with smoking, you always have a lot of respiratory disease because you're just up the lungs right so you're leaving it more susceptible than it normally do uh, it would be if you left it alone and i'm not gonna preach i've done things i'm not proud of too (laughs) so i mean i'm i'm more at risk for that and i understand that but not i i understand the risk you know what i mean but most people don't understand these things because unless you're in it you don't understand like how would you ever know did we learn this in school I did. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no one, no one <laughs> no, really. No, no, no one you really don't really teach this. it. I mean, no we have really. health class, but I, I no, like, it's nothing like no, that. No, you're right. I, I mean, I felt like in school it was like, hey, just don't smoke, and because yeah. it's bad. But yeah. the, the, no one ever goes into death like, hey, you know, if if you smoke, there's all you could have all these like respiratory problems mm-hmm. that, that that you're talking about, right? And I just related to the virus. You know, you could have. I guess it's probably. I'm sure there's other diseases that I don't know about and you probably do know about or whatever or health complications. Uh, maybe I'm not using like the right terminology, right? But in school, mm-hmm. I didn't learn it that way. It was just like, hey, smoke is just bad. Don't do it. Yeah, Versus like drugs. Like, it's bad. It's yeah. like, why is it bad? And then we were like, well, you, you said oh, pot's bad, but pot's not bad. Right. Alcohol's worse. Then you're like, yeah. then you see kids are like, if pot's not bad, you lied to me about pot. Mm-hmm. Let me try cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm lying. You know it's true. Right, then they're right, like, right. oh shit, it's a, oh, this is a drug that's a, mm, you don't want to fuck with it. Yeah, dude. But, but yeah, but to kids, but it also, this is why we do drugs too. Like we're, it's Speak a, for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, I don't even know what that word is. Disclaimer, what is drug? disclaimer, when I say drug, a drug in a medical definition is anything that, um, that kind of alter your, 
your consciousness and everything like right. so it affects your body so oxygen is a medication is is a drug because oh, they right. affect your yes because it has an effect on your body really yes, yes. i'm holding my breath so <laughs> just, that's why like in the hospital you need an order to have to do some oxygen intervention even though like in an emergency situation i'm not waiting for nora i'm gonna if i need some oxygen i'm gonna throw some oxygen on you i'm gonna save your life but in oh, wow. like, yeah but it, those technicalities is like don't get the bureaucracy yeah right. yeah so so alcohol is a drug oxygen is a drug anything is qualified as a drug it's a definition of a drug but illegal substances we do it because right. it's a form of coping and but the thing is a lot of these issues that we have are all interrelated and that's what people don't realize it like drug abuse um depression all are forms of dealing with stressors coping with them and using outlets and so this is a sidebar uh on netflix there's something called the midnight gospel it's like a little cartoon i it's like a new i just put it on last night because i was like sleepy and i was like i I don't know it's something i could fall asleep with it's called midnight gospel it's really trippy it's really trippy it's like it's like a cartoonish and it looks kind of like kind of like a drug-induced dream, kind of. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, I, it's something I can fall asleep in and not yeah. worry about. I missed anything important. Like right. I, it's. So then the first episode, it, it's crazy. It was real crazy. But the one thing I love about it is that they said chemicals are not good or bad. It's the circumstances attached to them that makes it good or bad. And it's so true. It's like, is alcohol good? No. Is it bad? No. It depends on the situation. If you're abusing it every night. It's yeah. bad because you're going to damage your liver. But having to drink once or not, once or twice a, like a week, not bad. It's all about the circumstances. Right. You know what I mean? So you, it's, that's why it's like, you moderation. gotta, you have to, everything in moderation. Same thing with what we do. It's like smoking, things like that. You look at other cultures that did a lot of smoking. They didn't have those issues that we are having now. The reason why is because there's a lot of differences in our time. Like, inhalants, like, smoke damages our lungs, but the pollution damages our lungs. That's what causes a lot of um, cancer is because of all the damage it does to our DNA, which creates cancer. Uh, Smoking causes inflammation, which also leads to cancer. There's a lot of things that are going on that affect all these diseases that we're seeing now, and people are not understanding it because all of it is still new. You got to think of humans as an entirety we're still a young species like we're not that advanced we think we're advanced but our minds are very limited and we're doing a lot of things now that we don't understand the repercussions of it until it's too late that's why we have the issues like global warming we have now hmm. um i i know i really got sidetracked so well uh, let's let's bring it back to corona let's bring it back to corona so uh a lot of good information here. But with all that said, do, do you think Corona is, is here to stay? Like, th- there's really no cure for it. And it's just going to become, like, you know, the flu. Like you seasonal. said, we're just going to have to, like, you know, figure so, out a way to survive. You know, like, seasonal. So, then. COVID is a strain of viruses. So, SARS is a, a COVID virus. Right. This is COVID-19 because it's a new COVID strain that was discovered in 2019. So, this virus, this strain seems to be... Something we've never seen before. And it is something we've never seen before. And that's what makes it scary. So the information we have now is, to be honest, I can't give you a 100% answer because there is no 100% answer right now. It's but what so do you proved. think, though? Like, so, you know, what do you... 
Just, we we just still what you've seen. so like the reason why the flu is only in the winter months because it's affected by heat and humidity mm. and temperature wise climate changes like climate not climate changes but climate related situ um, situations like heat right. temperature stuff like that that affects how how long it can live on surfaces how can it lives that's why you see it not you can still get it but you it's very rare to get it in the summer months right. compared to the winter months right. so we don't know if that is going to have an effect on the COVID in the summer months because. It's still new. We don't have enough data. People are saying that they're going to need a vaccine next year. I'm going to tell you something. That's 100% not going to happen. 100%. Because one thing about vaccines is that when you deal with human subjects, there's a lot of regulations and there's good reasons for regulations. That's why it takes forever to get a new drug, even though we may have a cure for something. We might not get the actual cure for like 10, 20 years because you need to go through vigorous testing and because of all the risks associated with it. Because if you don't do it right, our body is not 100% perfect too. So when it creates an immune response, it's not perfect. Sometimes it mistakes our own body for a foreign body. And that's why you have some like rheumatoid arthritis, things like that. Those things are an autoimmune disease because your body creates an immune response for one thing, but ends up creating an immune response for your own body. And then you have those long-term effects. So th if our body is doing that on its own and we're man-making these vaccines to look for a specific code that's very similar to our own body you have to be very careful the body's not going to is going to only create a response to that one piece not your body so that's what takes a lot of testing and that takes years it's not going to happen next year oh god and if it is it's so experimental it's your risk i'm not going to do it i'm sorry you could want to be a guinea pig good for you not going to take that risk Well, okay so let's say someone had corona right and there's a bunch of people that have corona right mm -hmm. and, and there is this experimental drug and, and they're literally on a you know tomorrow you could die should they should they take that experimental drug at, at some point when where does more morality kick in okay like, so All right. like you said like hey this is like hey if there's nothing else left to do either and you're you're, you're bound to die or you can try this experimental drug like should should if, that be done that's in a case that's like a personal that? choice that's a personal choice and, and that goes to your own morality so like the health care is x y and z it's it's there's a lot of gray room depending on the patient and their situations and more COVID, um, more disease processes that are going on besides the initial one can affect how you do. But if it, if you're just saying straight, just normal person with COVID nineteen and you're sick and we've done everything and you're not getting better, should they try it? That just honestly depends on the patient and their family what they want. Yeah. Because then you gotta look. I may get something completely we don't even know about taking this it could damage something else in my body and might have consequences for that am i willing to take that risk to get over this or die that's a personal issue and that's that's not me for to say because it all goes on the person just right. like anti-vaxxers yeah basically it's so like, like oh anti-vaxxers is a different story we can talk about that later and i'll, I'll rip i'll rip them a new one I, I don't care what i say because i'm right <laughs> i don't care how they feel they can but suck it either up. way it's like personal choice like it's a personal choice. it's just like I don't know. So like, I guess the question I'm asking is, um, do, do, will will hospitals, you know, if this gets worse, at some point, will they offer those options? Those like last, you know, depends on the resources, options? depends on the resources and depends on the hospital. If they have access to it, if, it just depends on the, the facility. If you're on the top of line facility, you're going to have those experimental drugs because they're in such a last resort method anyways, last resort place that they're more patients are more willing to try so they're more willing to have scientists come in and do their tests on them oh, so wow. 
because of the great you have to sign a bunch of waivers saying hey if something happens we're not reliable which of course you would you need that i'm mm-hmm. not so if you're willing to take that risk take it that's between you and your morals and your your support system to me as as someone in the healthcare system i've noticed that we more focus on quantity of life over quality of life and that really irritates me because we keep people that are sick we keep them alive for what just to keep them in constant pain when they're not having any quality of life to me that is that better than death so if someone has covid and you're like oh i have a lung to live should i try it yeah i personally would if i had but if i was already in a bad state anyways i was old yeah i'm gonna die just just be honest save my organs try to give them to someone that can use them they can if my my life is done these organs they're gonna rot with me if they can save someone's life save them. that's me personally and that's how i feel like everyone should be um but i'm not everyone i can't speak for everyone so i know that's my frustration that i see and it's like in your case it's up to you and i can't judge you for it i mean can i be upset yes I, because it affects me too it affects people around you just not yourself not just yourself you know what i mean but ultimately it doesn't matter what i say it doesn't matter how i feel all that matters is what you feel and what you want to do and like in that situation if you want to do it if it's available and you think it's worth it you do it you only only you know what's best for you so i'm going to go back to like your workplace so i guess since all this has happened have you um have you worked with any like, you know, infants or children that have gotten this uh, virus, or Ed, do you know any of your coworkers or friends in the field that have so worked with this? Or where we're at right now, disclaimer: best to my knowledge, at this <laughs> point of time, we may or may have not had any. But from what I have been told, is that we haven't had any confirmed cases. We've had some expected, uh, suspected, but they were all negative. So everyone I know is. Some people are out for the leave because they're more immunocompromised, so they don't want to risk getting it. That's a different story, but not that I know of anyone getting it. Um, so it's a good thing. And it looks like, from what it seems, it's not like babies or infants are getting it, which is very good because right. a lot of the flu, RSV, rhino, all this stuff affects younger kids much. Okay. And so, like I'm saying, like when, when I'm using this analogy comparing this to the flu is and other respiratory viruses, that because they are different, but they kind of act the same. They have the same kind of... Um, tendencies, maybe? Yeah, yeah. tendencies, um, outcomes. So that's when, when when you hear people saying about the flu, rhino, or when it comes to kids and them, it's because this is a respiratory virus and those are respiratory viruses. They're not saying that one's worse than the other. It just depends on the person, too. Hmm. So it's like when you hear people saying all these different things, these drugs work, these things don't... I, highly advise not to listen to them because there's just it's so new there's so much information coming in and out and how our system is is generated around just information 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 right a lot of the times it's not correct i hate using the same term fake news but a lot of it is has partial amounts of truth and the rest is like bogus okay so you it's it's hard to fully believe something 100 percent you need to get the information in. It takes time. It, you can think about doing re- learning research, like classes-wise. I don't do research. I know people that do research. Is you do an experiment, you get data. You can get all the data you want. Data doesn't necessarily mean accurate information. They're just points. 
you have to actually analyze the data. And that's why you could do an experiment and you spend more time analyzing the data than you did the experiment. Because you gotta understand is like, is this a true cause and effect? Is this true correlation? There's, you have to go through so many rigorous process to make sure that, yeah, you got this data, but is it true data? Is it really having an effect? That takes time. And with this all being new and they're saying, going back and forth, be like, oh, wear a scarf, don't wear a scarf or wear a mask. Like, no, those things don't work. What works is staying, stay inside, only be around people that you've already been in contact with anyways. You live in the same house, so you can't do nothing about that. Just make sure if you make sure you check up on each other. Make sure, hey, are you having a tr- trouble working breathing? You look a little blue. I think we should go get you checked. That's what it, you're supposed yeah. to do. You're not supposed to be going out to Walmart just shooting your shit just because you're bored at home. Guess what, Buttercup? <laughs> We're all bored at home. You're not doing, even though you're not affected, we're doing this for the people that can easily be infected, that cannot have good outcomes. You might have a good outcome, but your grandma might not, your neighbor might not. You're doing, you're limiting your exposure because you're near these people that can be vulnerable. And it's, you gotta realize it's, you're not doing it for yourself. And people are all bitching about, I can't get a haircut. Like, trust me, I know, I got shitty hair too. I need a haircut too, as you can see. <laughs> But I mean, I made sure that these people are not in contact, who are they with, like it's very controlled, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Now, most people are not gonna do that information. I do because I'm on the medical field. And so there's a, it's a different story. Like, should I be getting a haircut? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> yes. Am I part of the problem? Yes. I understand that, okay? But that's a risk. I will. It was a calculated risk because I live by myself. I'm only going to work, and when I go to work, I use all my precaution. I don't. I limit the risk. I expose. So, to me, was that a calculated risk? Yes, because I'm just going to one place and going right back. I'm not going to Walmart. I'm not going to Kroger. I'm not doing all that stuff. And when I go, I'm in and out. I've always been like that. But now I'm not like lingering. Like, oh, let me see what I need. No, I'm just going in and out. That's how you should be. That's how what people need to be. Is like. I need milk, go get milk, and that's it. Just, that's it. Because we just don't know. If right. it turns out to be a simple virus that the susceptible population got hit, like normally would have gotten hit anyways, died, just like any other virus, cool. <laughs> but the thing is, not cool like people died. It just, it, it just happens. It's a, right. it's a process it of life. It's bound to happen. But what if it's not? You got to think, what if it's not? Because we still don't know. And then right. you, that's, that's what's scary. And I don't want to scare people. Just be safe. Stay away from people. Wash your hands constantly. And just do what you got to do and come back. You got to think about their opening up places. People are prone to flock out. Don't go. You want to be a guinea pig? Good for you. I'm not risking myself or my loved ones. You go risk yourself. So we shouldn't go to downtown Fort Worth tonight. Is all you're saying? <laughs> Not anytime soon. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Trust me. I want to go out. I want to go see a movie. I want to go go to the bars with you guys again. I want to do that stuff. Trust me. But it's it's not smart to do it yet. Right. If you want to do it, know the calculated risk. And if someone you know gets affected, that's on your head. And I want you to feel guilty because that's what it's going to take for you to act right. I'm going to put it in your damn head that you know what. This you you happen. this is this wouldn't happen if you would have done your job. And, and, and people are afraid to say it because, oh, that's mean. 
No, it's the truth. <laughs> There's a difference between being a douche and being truthful. Right. If it comes, if I, like I even done it with patients where I've told them straight up like, your actions are causing your baby to actually potentially die. And I said, you want your baby to die? Like, professionally? You, that's not therapeutic communication. Right. But sometimes you have to say it that way because then it'll click. An example, my cousin, she lives at home with my mom, who's immunocompromised. My grandparents, they're in their 70s. My grandpa has diabetes. He was, he, he was a vet. He has injuries from when he was in the military, sleep apnea, shit like that. If he gets it, he's going to die. I love him. He, he's, he was like very important man in my life, right? My mom, that's my mom, you know? My grandma, she's older than both of them. That, she has no issues whatsoever. I swear she's going to outlive me too. So I'm not really worried about her. But I'm still worried about them, you know? Yeah, right. These kids are, one of them is 21 and the other one's 18. They're living at home, like home still. It's like, you, okay, just do what you have to do. Like the little one, she was going to graduate. I end up having it. I end up cussing her out. Because I found out that she was going out to see her boyfriend. And I was like, you stupid person. <laughs> You want to go see your boyfriend. I understand that. I I got someone I'd rather, rather be seeing right now, too. Okay? I understand. You like them. You, you have that. Your person. I understand that. But if they're letting you come over to their house, it's not just you. They're letting everyone come in. You don't know who they've been exposed to. And she was like, oh, they're not sick. They're not infected. <laughs> you don't know that, you dumb shit. They might be, and they're asymptomatic. You and then now you just brought that home to my mom, who's on um, you know, compromised uh, medications, who's already had an autoimmune disease. She's gonna die. My grandpa gonna die. She doesn't think that way. She's like, oh, they're not sick. It's fine. No, you're not. You're only thinking about yourself. I even told her, if you want to make those grown ass decisions, you fucking get a job and move the fuck out. When you're in their house, you gotta respect the rules. And it is to everyone. You're in someone's place, like it or not, they're doing you a favor. You just abide by them. If you don't like it, you do something about it. You're a big boy now. You do your job. It's like, and I give this example. It's, I don't understand how these kids can act that way. You, you're, you're thinking only about yourself. And I understand your brain's not developed yet. Yeah. It's not developed yeah. until fully until you're 25. My brain barely fully developed and I'm still making dumbass decisions. Okay. I understand <laughs> that. I understand that. But you have to have a sense of responsibility with these kids. I understand that you need to give them a, a leeway because their brains are not fully developed. But you can't give them a free pass all the time. Like I told my grandparent, next time she does, you need to take away both their kids' keys. If they're not going to work, you take their keys, you take their house keys. And if they want to go out with a friend, you make that decision. Bye. You're not coming back. Nice. Simple as that. And they're like, we can't do that to her. I was like, yes, you can. She's putting you guys at risk. She's thinking about herself. She's got to, she wants to make big girl decisions. She's going to live with big girl decisions and consequences. She wants to be with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend can take care of her ass. You're 18. Get the fuck out. And that's the bottom line because Andrew said so. Dang. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just personal. Like this whole situation is personal responsibility. And you got to understand it's not just you. It's yeah. everyone else. No, for sure. And it's like, to me, it's selfishness. And it's, it just, it just honestly just pisses me off. It's, if, it, if, it didn't, if it didn't affect anyone else, that's cool. You do you. you do I you can do imagine because you have like the most information on this out of the three of us. So you, 
you're like you know more in depth about everything that goes on and how it spreads so that uh i mean that makes complete sense from where i'm sitting so everyone out there stay the hell home <laughs> even if texas <laughs> reopens look i'm not gonna tell you what to do you what you got to do is take your precautions take your risks and just stay away from people that don't have that luxury that's all i'm saying yeah you, and then another thing with masks is you see everyone not wearing a mask or wearing a mask wrong if it doesn't cover your nose doesn't cover your mouth it's not working simple as that why even wear a mask at that point okay you're not minimizing transmission just you just look like a statement you, yeah you just look <laughs> like a damn fool okay simple as that and people using scarves that doesn't have the material to block out the micro molecules okay they're small they can go through the fabric that's why they when they when the CDC started saying, "Oh, you can wear a scarf to work," and we're like, "No, you're stupid." Okay, <laughs> you're stupid. You're the CDC. You're supposed to be the mecca, and you're saying this stupid stuff, information that's wrong. I understand when things are short, you're just gonna do whatever you need to do to get the job done. Right. But doing that is like wearing no protection at all, and you're not doing anything. You just look like a damn fool, and you lose your credibility. And that's why if you see a lot of anger from the medical community, is people doing like wearing mask. Like you, honestly, you should be wearing a mask that, like a surgical mask. Because that's going to be the, that's going to stop those micro molecules going through the fabric and spraying people. Because these things are so small, you can't see them. It's, mm. it's really, it, that's what also makes it hard. It's because you can't see it. You don't really know. It's, it's like, kind of like, like believing in magic. You, you have to like actually believe it to understand. It, you know what I mean? Right. Because you can't see it. There's, you can only see the effects of it. I hate to say it like it's magic, but it's kind of like there's. It's hard to fully process it because you don't see the effects directly. So in a way, it is kind of like magic. Like oh, you kind of have to believe it to understand it to do what you need to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was a weird analogy. I'm so sorry. Now you're good, man. I like the passion in this. It's awesome. Um, but I don't know. I, I think I'm running out of questions. What about you? I do. Have, my, my last question is right. You know, this is our opening up, but my biggest dilemma is. You know, when we go to Walmart, you know, how can we ensure our, our safety, right? Because, like, we all have to eat, right? We all have mm -hmm. to go and shop, and mm -hmm. we all shop at the same grocery stores. So, you know, I'm sure at my store there's been someone that's asymptomatic that has it, that sneezed mm -hmm. on a bag of rice. You know, how, how do I make sure, how, how do we stay safe out there? So, the good that's thing about packages is ideally, when you never know how they package it. So if someone's sick and mispackaged it wrong, it's going to be infected regardless. I don't want to scare you, but that's just the truth. So you, in this sense, we're, it's a perfect world. Everything was packaged sterilely or as sterilely as you can. Um, when you get those bags, wipe them down, clean them. Thoroughly, just clean them. Soap and water does good. Just soap and water, clean it, let it dry, then open it. Always your vegetables, wash them very good same thing like any normally thing you do with vegetables and things like that that's why you wash them it's just to make sure any bacteria would you say to out. avoid eating raw vegetables like you know like salads you know like so let's say i go buy like like uh, some lettuce and you know maybe someone sneezed on it and if you wash it and you make sure you clean it really well then it would be fine so, so, so what do you wash it with just some like vinegar water and vinegar or, or what's your because um, or do you wash fucking lettuce with soap in with water because i sure as hell don't bro i just usually, I, I, I usually just i just usually rinse it too so yeah. i mean that's not the best I, it's, not, I, it's I, not the best it's not the best <laughs> but it, i mean Something's right. better than nothing at this point. So, so like, I, 
I don't cook that much, so I can't tell you 100%. <laughs> I, know, so, I know you don't cook so that much. So I'm not going to I don't know. So I'm just, just going to be like, I don't know. I can't help you with that one. <laughs> like, it's like, the good thing about, like, things like an onion or something, like, they have layers. So what you do is, like, just wash well, right, it, right, right, take right. out the, like, the first three layers, and then you use the rest because it's good. Then True. you're fine. Makes sense. Like, lettuce, too. Like, if it's, like, the, the, like, the head, like, lettuce. Like, yeah, you know what Bro, I, mean? I don't like, think you're eating lettuce right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I just fucking. Eat I eat too much Uber Eats. Okay, I don't know. I'm, I, I guess I'm a stupid you, human. You know. Is that the thing that comes in our water burger? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you know, just just practice safety. Uh, don't does it does it really matter to work? Like, if you're gonna wear a scarf at that point, don't even wear a scarf per se. Would you, would you say that? Just keep away from like make sure you wash keep your away hands. from people just keep away from people wash your hands especially when handling food make sure your hands are clean the food's clean you make sure you don't cross contaminate simple cooking precautions you're going to be good make sure everything's cooked thoroughly increase temperature gotcha. um, i feel like the biggest point out of all of this is don't sneeze on people okay so aside from social <coughs> oh we're out we're out no, I'm just aside from social distancing and stuff like that i think the biggest thing that stuck out to me is like no one can really be an expert right now about this whole thing it's like it's like you said it's still new it's still developing as we go along so it's like no matter how many articles you read or anything it's it can be old news you know by honestly all the information time can tell that's all it's going to be it's we're not going to know it's we're not going to know the effects of it until it's over and then after months after it happens and we're finally going to get the data like what are the overall precautions uh precautions um overall consequence yeah repercussions that's what i was thinking yeah of it because it's not just the initial infection it's not the initial pandemic it's the consequences of it after hi guys well basically andrew yo we really appreciate you coming by honestly i i learned so much you know about the medical field that i didn't know about and on you know there's still you know based on what you're saying it's just basically we're not to play day by day until we you know you know the experts such as yourself and i guess the science community or whatever i guess scientists out there that are you know looking for a vaccine and whatnot you know uh, to the final one and like you said you know there's still the whole process of uh making a, a, a safe vaccine you know for lack of a better word and it's going to take some time uh so i think just as people you know we just have to be in our best behavior yeah for sure definitely not gonna head out to even though if the state's opening i'm still gonna be very cautious and i'm sure everyone in this room is too but um i guess that's it for my questions too you're, you're done yeah. with your questions yeah, um, do you have any closing statements? Okay. Any closing statements you want to say, man? <laughs> All right, just just be safe, be smart. Don't don't just think about yourself. I know it sucks right now. It sucks not having a job. It sucks not having a paycheck. But just it, it's it's easy to say write it out when I have a job and I have a stable income. I I understand it's different for me than it is you. But you have mouths to feeds. So you got to do what you got to do. I understand that. But just do what you got to do in a smart calculated decision um because it's not just you i'm not going to judge you for what you do it just i i understand life is tricky life is complicated you got to do the best you can just 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 realize it's not just you and be good to one another like we're, we're here for a short time we need to enjoy each other's company we need to well can't hug everyone once in a while but <laughs> <laughs> once we can once yeah, everything hug. goes well, yeah just yeah let's all air six hug. Just, air hug. Like yeah just check up on everyone just say you know what Hope you're doing good. It goes a long way. Um, scary time, but we'll all get through it if we do it together. 
and just love each other. Yeah, nice. I like that. I like All right, that guys. Last message. Hey, uh, on behalf of Step Bros Podcast, we're sending out some big air hugs. All right, guys. All right. Take care. And and by the way, Andrew, being on this guest podcast and being a listener, I guess we we deem him an official Step Bro. Oh, Let's yeah. go! Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next time. Peace.